0: Being able to learn a lot about yourself as a visionary and where you stand on those aspects. I like Predictive Index, some people use Colby, some people use DISC, whatever you use. Just the more stuff that you can get to learn about who you are and how you operate is gonna help this
1: process advance a lot quicker. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business,
2: and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Everybody welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips, Heather Marchant here with a special guest today. We'll get into that in just a second. <laughs> First off, Chiefs are Super Bowl champs. Oh Chiefs yeah, you wear
0: your hat. Oh. Right here. Come on. Nice.
2: Chiefs are Super Bowl champs.
0: Were you a hat wearing fan before? They won the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, I
2: have three hats. And, uh, yes, I'm a diehard Chiefs fan. Even when they sucked and it was really brutal to uh, be a Chiefs fan. How many years was that? 20? 20 years? It was pretty brutal. It's a whole lot of fun now. It was worth the wait. Anyway, congratulations to my Chiefs. It was a good game. Congratulations to the uh, Phillies, too, for making it there. And uh, Phillies, the Philadelphia team. That Well, I'm glad they did not play their best and that we beat them. So, from you guys, Philadelphia. Appreciate you. Yeah. Now I would, we got that out of the way. We should probably talk. I mean I'm
1: glad that you got that off your chest and, and put it out there for everybody.
2: Yeah, it's important. It's important.
1: I told my husband, I'm like, I'm rooting for the Chiefs just because my Monday will be amazing if the Chiefs win. You get a car.
2: You get come on. Ron playing Oprah. Okay, so today we've got we've got something special for you because very, very good friend of mine, Candace, how long have we known each other? Good Lord, it's been...
0: I had to quit keeping track of how long I've tolerated you. I'm just kidding. Yeah, tolerate. That's,
2: <laughs> that's probably better. That's probably better.
0: <laughs> it's really just depressing me.
2: <laughs> Listen, Can- so Candace and I have known each other for years and we, we met each other in Leadership Boardroom. Right. And we've talked about that on the show before. I run a Leadership Boardroom group. Candace runs a leadership boardroom group for specifically for integrators, which we're going to talk about today. Right. If you don't know what an integrator is, you will soon, because I'm going to be, I am currently surrounded by integrators. <laughs> I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the heat right now. <laughs> Candace is like when we're in our mastermind, I guess the best way to introduce Candace is that anytime anything comes up that is integrator related, everybody just turns, <laughs> looks at Candace, and waits for her to tell us the wisdom coming from one of the greatest integrators that I know. And so welcome to the show.
0: Thank you very much. That was very sweet. You're one of the greatest integrators, you know.
2: <laughs> I know a lot of integrators.
1: I think I'm going to put that on my name badge like next time we're at LB. Yeah, quote. Yeah. The weird thing is this is the first time I've met that I can think of a fellow integrator. Really? Like that, yes. That's what's oh, weird. You for should join the
0: tribe. You should join the tribe. We are. <laughs> There's a lot of us out there, right? Unfortunately, though, a lot of us get called by other names. Sometimes they're positive names. Sometimes they're not so positive names, depending on your visionary's view, right? And if you're aligned with the right visionary, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about.
2: I do. But I'm, I think we should probably start. Let's start like this, right? In right. EOS, if you guys are mm-hmm. not familiar with the book Traction, EOS, mm-hmm. Entrepreneur Operating System. It's a way to run your business set up for small businesses, but a lot of businesses use this until they get too big. At the top of the accountability chart or the organizational chart, there's a visionary and an integrator and everything flows up to the visionary and the integrator. So we should probably introduce both of those. And I think we've introduced a a lot on the show that I'm a visionary (laughs) and I am definitely not an integrator. So, Candace, help us out. Where's the line? Like, what are these two, and what makes an integrator so unique?
0: So, the visionary is ultimately the dreamer, right? The one who has a plan for the vision, has a goal, an end goal in mind, or an achievement in mind, or like a Anything big that they want out of the company, out of their life, ultimately, the best way to utilize an integrator is to allow them to run or execute the life vision alongside the business vision. For most integrators, for most entrepreneurs, I mean, for most visionaries, ultimately, they're one in the same. Their life is their business or so their business is their life. And the integrator stepping into an already existing business has the power, if given the power by the visionary to run them simultaneously so the business is actually supporting the life the visionary wants to live instead of the visionary's life supporting the business that they built, right? So visionary again, dreamer, big picture, this is where we're going. I don't ultimately care how we get there, but I'm gonna be involved in the process alongside you, but this is where we're going in the future. They lay out that dream and the integrator comes in and is the dream weaver. And sets everything in motion to make that dream happen. That's the easiest, most simplistic way to explain it. And
2: now everybody's singing dream. I know, that's exactly background. what
0: happened for me. I know, it gets stuck in your brain. <laughs> so but it's a good thing.
2: I like to think of it as the integrator is where the rubber hits the road. Mm-hmm. Right? You can have an engine that's amazing, but if if you can't get the torque and the horsepower to the rubber, the car's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's the integrator. Yep. They are the mechanism by which the rubber actually accepts and delivers torque and right. horsepower. So yep. you can either think of it as a Dreamweaver or a race car. You choose. today.
0: Either <laughs> <laughs> way, anyway, something's happening. Somebody's yeah. got a plan of where they're going and somebody's got a plan of how to get there. Right. There so go. that's why they're like a perfect yin and yang, however you want to look at it. What I was alluding to, so the integrator EOS will call or EOS Pure calls an integrator like the counterpart to the visionary, right? Just as you described. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, real life, it's like a a chaos controller, dream weaver, whatever you want to call them. But it is ultimately the person who figures out how to get where the visionary wants to go. With the visionary alongside them, the best teams work together simultaneously to push everything forward, right? Mm. It's not something to where initially an integrator comes in, visionary steps completely out and the integrators running something on their own. They work side by side to push everything forward.
2: Yeah. Heather, several times we've talked about that. We're like a complete brain. That's right. One without the other doesn't work very well. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I, mean,
1: I love i love getting things done but if i have no plan of what i'm getting done then i'm just spinning my wheels over here so
2: another my, race car analogy Oh, true i, I
1: did not even mean to do that that was wow. impressive see i think prank.
2: Dreamweaver is on its way out listen uh, that's, that's two, listen, that's two race, race car references and i i don't even think heathers is not even a fan of no. horsepower and torque so i don't
1: although i am a fan of cars yeah there
2: you have it they have Where's it there's that Okay. So I think all visionaries know they need someone. Well, that's not all of them. Some people who are visionaries still are under the false assumption that no one can do anything as well as they can. And for all of you out there who you're going, yeah, that's that it's because it's true. There's a 12 step program for you. (laughs) You should first admit that that is a pile of crap and then move on from there, right? But those who have moved past that realize, okay, there are people who can do many things way better than me. And when I bring in an integrator, what am I looking for? And then what I'd like to talk about next is what are the stumbling blocks? Because man, that's a huge one. I think that you and I hear about in, in a lot of the masterminds we attend is that They're not working very well together. And there's some pretty simple reasons why that's the case. But first, what is a visionary supposed to look for? And I guess on the flip side of that, what is an integrator who knows they're an integrator? What should they be looking for in a visionary? So
0: visionaries first, a lot of it starts with self-awareness. Being able to get out of that mind state of denial right, and understand that you really are more powerful when there's somebody behind you or somebody standing beside you, right? Yeah. You're not on an island of one is probably step number one. Then learning about yourself, learning about how you're the strongest. I like predictive index. It tells me a lot when I'm working with visionaries and integrators about consistent behavior traits, longstanding behavior traits on what I can expect from visionary or what they can expect from themselves. The best way that they work together And where their dominance factors lie when it comes to independence versus collaborative and patience versus the need or the sense for urgency and their formality, which most visionaries hate, you know, a sense of formality or being put in a box. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Contrary, you know, contrary to that, the need for flexibility and and ultimate control of what they do and being able to stay in their genius zone. So being able to learn a lot about yourself as a visionary and where you stand on those aspects. I like predictive index. Some people use Colby. Some people use disc, whatever you use, just the more stuff that you can get to learn about who you are and how you operate is going to help this process advance a lot quicker because using that process to understand yourself better can help you better align with somebody who's going to fill in the gaps where you're weak right? There's something to be said about being super independent and the driving force as the visionary, but there's got to be somebody to come in that's collaborative enough to get stuff done, but also has a sense of independence themselves that can challenge the visionary on certain aspects, right? And where their opinion is going to be respected by the visionary. So knowing yourself Then being able to run potentials, I guess we'll call them potential options for an integrator through kind of the same process to learn how and what they are. So they would be compatible as much as possible ahead of time is probably my next step when I'm working with visionaries looking for an integrator. There's also uh, another reason I like predictive index is there's a way that you can do a job model. You can run a job model specific to the functions that you need the integrator to perform for you. And it kind of aligns and you can alter it based on the visionary itself. So that really helps me too and and helps the visionaries understand what a counterpart or a true collaborative force looks like or the yin to their yang, you know, along those lines. So that's another reason that I like Predictive Index is being able to build that specific job model to put out an ad or put out posts or reach out to people that, you know, specifically using specific keywords or a specific job model to attract the right people so you're not wasting time with people that aren't going to fit anyway or that you would ultimately get frustrated with. Huh. That's fascinating. I didn't, I don't know we could do that.
1: That's really cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's super powerful, super powerful to be able to do that. There's also a thing that we can do where we do relationship guides. So if Mm -hmm. there's like, I like grown integrators. I'm okay with somebody bringing somebody new in, but I really like to advance from within or elevate from within. So if there's a way That people can, if they have somebody on staff that they feel would be a good fit, that they already naturally are drawn to when it comes to ideas, comes to like needing a soundboard or something, and they just need the skill, they've already got the will, right? Because it's ultimately two things. Everything boils down to two things. Is it a skill issue or a will issue? If they already have the will and they're on board and they're ready to charge forward with everything, is it just the skill set that they need to elevate them to the integrator role? it helps to run them through that process too. And then you're just one step closer. You already know them, like them, trust them, right? You just got to elevate their skills
1: to be able to, to run full charge. So on the predictive index, what, I can't remember what it's called, but I'm a captain. What are those called? Like the, the name of my predictive index.
2: (laughs) It's your, it's your spirit animal. it's your your spirit animal i'm
1: just wondering what other specific categories like that within predictive index that usually are integrators
0: there's other categories that i see that are typically integrators captains are one captains are stronger like their independence factor is is typically a little bit stronger they're closer to like a maverick than let's say venturer like i am or like an analyst or a scholar or some of those other types but ultimately you're looking for somebody who has mid grade or higher independence factor or dominant a you're looking for somebody who has at least a middle to a higher d that's the detail that's the formality that's the follow through the follow up that type of thing depending on where the c is for the visionary is going to kind of determine where the c for the integrator fits the best if you've got a visionary with a super high sense of urgency you're going to need an integrator who's a little bit on the opposite side of that spectrum so that they can kind of calm everything down, create a sense of community within the company, right? Within the communication within the company to stabilize everything. If you've got a visionary who's a little more steady, like my visionary is a little more steady. So I my sense of urgency is higher than his. And I tend to push things a little bit faster, a little bit quicker. If I've got enough detail, I'll push harder on getting them done, get into a resolution than he will, right? Yeah. And so there's a good balance to that. And I need both of those when it comes to a good visionary integrator team. And the same thing for, I would say the B factor, which is the social factor, whether you're introverted or extroverted. Visionaries who are really introverted need a little bit more extroverted integrator. Somebody who's not afraid to get out in front of things, talk to people that need to be talked to, you know, do all of that type stuff, where if you've got a visionary who's got a super high B, you need somebody who's a little bit more reserved, who looks at things, checks out relationships, does a little bit of background work, you know, before they start trusting. High Bs, high extroverted people trust super quickly, right? And they don't always do the follow-up work because typically those high Bs have low D's they have low follow through, follow up, not checking out all the details and stuff. So, those the B and the C factors I like to play against each other when it comes to the visionary integrator relationship within Predictive Index. So, Mother, you were or ultimately, your question was, What other titles within Predictive Index make good integrators? And it, it's really dependent on the visionary, um, whatever's going to counterbalance them the best. Man, I do that is see- so.
2: Yeah, I I never have thought about it that way, but I've just pulled up Heather's predictive index because I was just, I I thought I already knew what it was, but it is, it is like the polar opposite of mine, which is why it works so well.
1: Yeah. And it's amazing we get along because you would think we'd be so different that we wouldn't get along is what it seems. Her C (laughs) is,
2: my C is so far to the right and hers is not quite as far, but it's almost as far to the left.
1: I'm so impatient.
2: Yeah, she's like, she's like, why are we not done with this already, Ron? Like, yes. well, I'm still thinking about it. Yeah, I, I, mean, I haven't, I haven't completely dialed in the vision of this yet. And mm-hmm. Heather's already put all the pieces together to get there. And then she's like, if you change something, now I got to redo the, I got to redo the <laughs> whole plan. You know.
0: But a good, like a good thing that happens with that is when you're stuck, she has the ability to unstick you.
2: Yep. Right? Mm-hmm.
0: And you have the same ability to unstick her on points that she's like dug in. Feet in the, you know, like this is a molehill I'm willing to die on type thing. You're able to give her a different perspective than because it's a visionary perspective. You're able to deliver a different perspective to get her out of her own head with certain things like that. And she's able to deliver the same thing for you. But if you don't know yourself and you don't know what it is you're looking for in somebody that you're going to, that's going to be able to take those weak spots or those weaknesses and that that's their natural strengths, right? And play them against your natural strengths, then you have nothing to stand on. Like you're just wishing at that point that you find somebody that's going to be able to do what you need to do.
1: That's so fascinating.
2: So (laughs) let's talk about the things that get in the way of other than what we just talked about. Like, let's say you got, let's say you got the perfect match, right? Bam. There it is. Perfect match. What are some of the challenges though, that we see between visionaries and integrators, whether you got the perfect match or not, And I have some in mind, but I'm just curious what your thoughts are from an integrators perspective, where do we get a disconnect between the engine and the, and the drives shaft? Like what happens that causes that to break?
0: Communication being broken is probably the biggest thing that I run into with working with visionary and integrator teams. Either it's not deep enough, it's only surface level because there's not been trust established within the relationship that whatever's delivered either way, back or forth, that it's gonna be delivered in delivered through love, right, is the best way to put it. So that it's received not as an attack, but as like we're trying to figure this out. And The basis for that type of communication, for it to be received and delivered like that is the foundation of trust between the visionary and the integrator. And a lot of times that takes time, right? It takes time on both parts, communicating consistently, frequently, and at more than a surface level.
2: Which is probably why you were saying you like grown integrators because you've already got some respect. You've already got some level of Mm -hmm. trust built over some time period that people have been, Heather and I have been working together for a long time. A long time. It's like, like 16
0: over, years or something.
2: Yeah, My ridiculous. visionary
0: and I are working on, we're in our 19th year,
2: huh? Yeah, isn't yeah. that insane? I mean, I, so, you know, I don't think like when Heather moved into that role, it was no big deal. Right. But I could see that being a huge deal though. If they're new, like, you gotta build that. Cause that's, yeah. it really is like, if I didn't trust Heather, it would be really hard to get anything done really hard because I don't, I don't have any distrust of Heather at all. I know she's going to get it done. I know it's going to be right. I know it's going to be within our core values. I know it's going to meet our company's purpose. I know all of that stuff right. out of the gate. So If you
0: can grow an integrator, the learning curve on the two of you running as a team full force is a lot shorter than implementing one because they have it's not just a relationship if they're brought in and i'm not saying it's a bad thing if they're brought in because ultimately sometimes you just haven't built a team or some visionaries yeah, haven't enough. built a team on any on yeah. with where anybody that can challenge them right no. and so
2: let me point out one of the things though that yeah. i think is a is a real hurdle from a business owner's perspective whether you're the integrator or the visionary sometimes there's partnerships and you know, both of them are partners and one's an integrator and one's a visionary. So it could be either one of these irrelevant, but usually the visionary. And it's because they don't have the ability yet to relinquish control. Mm -hmm. And you literally have to, or you've handcuffed your integrator. For sure. You cannot do this effectively without giving up control. And for a lot of people, especially if this is their baby, it's really, that's Mm -hmm. really hard. And I remember learning this with Angela, so way before Heather, we had several conversations with the guys who helped us implement EOS and all of this stuff. And on one of the calls, I was trying to figure out how to make something happen. And he goes, well, Ron, the problem is you are the problem. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? He's, you're asking her to do something and then you're not allowing her to do it. Because you, you keep going in there and micromanaging everything. He said, you have somebody capable. You need to just get the hell out of the way and let them do their thing. And after I actually understood that, I clearly could see that I was the problem. And once I got out of the way, things started to really happen. And I think Heather and I never really, never really had that problem because I already learned that a long time ago. But if I was always, second guessing and trying to fix whatever Heather was doing Mm -hmm. at some point she doesn't, we would talk about the trust. It breaks the trust factor from the other side. That's right. Now they don't know what, now they're scared to do anything. They don't know if they're going to get their hand slapped. They don't know if they're going to get it taken back away.
1: Right. That's a good point.
2: I think that's a huge problem when people try to implement this the first time, because whoever the owner is, is is used to having a hundred percent control of everything.
0: Either that or they're jaded because they're bringing baggage into a new relationship from a situation that didn't work. Yeah, could be. So this new integrator is paying the consequence for the last one that didn't work. That recently happened with the V.I. team that I work with. And ultimately, it boils down to communication, right? He is scared. He couldn't verbalize the fact that he's afraid the same thing is going to repeat itself. Mm. that happened the last time. So getting him to let go of that baggage so that he's able to let her fully function the way that she's supposed to function, it was hard, right? And it's a mind shift change that has to happen within the visionary, just like the control of letting go. Ultimately, the thing, an integrator needs two things. An integrator has to have a vision to execute, and they have to have the full authority of the visionary behind them, pushing them to execute. Without the vision, they don't know where they're going. Without the full authority of the visionary behind them, they don't feel empowered to go after it. So when, even when you find, like we talked about through, like what to look for with an integrator, kind of how to find one, what's set in a job model, that type thing. But when you bring one on, whether it's grown or whether it's brought in, and you don't have the ability to throw your full weight behind them, they're not going to run at their full force. And a lot of that comes down to communication again. And that's your job really starts like half the job or half the battle is finding the person the second half is making sure that iron sharpens iron consistently right you're communicating you guys are bouncing ideas off of each other you respect each other enough to where if your integrator says well hold on a second like i don't i don't have my head fully wrapped around this you're like okay you can back up you can help them understand and then you both can run right or, you know, situations like kind of any situation like that, where you're able to play off of each other and you're able to both run as a team together toward anything.
2: I think that that leads us into vision, right? Because one of the things, Heather, I think you'll remember, even though you weren't in the seat at the time, I think one of the things that I learned as well is that you can't keep changing up the vision all the time.
0: <laughs> you can, but there's not going to be a You product.
2: laugh, but, but I know for a fact, because I've been in several of the masterminds where you're like, well... That's completely different than last quarter. Of course, they're frustrated. <laughs> you bring like eight ideas back. None of them have any relevance to what you told everybody on the team that you were doing this year. That's now right. we're implementing all eight of them. And we've forgotten about all this, the other ones that we were doing at the beginning of the year, because you've got squirrel syndrome and you're chasing <laughs> squirrels or yeah. rabbits, you know, you choose your animal and having an integrator. Heather's really good at this. Having an integrator that says, yo, time out, like that's a great idea, but now like we're supposed to do that now. We've got this and this and this and this, and you want to do this too.
1: I'm so not very good at doing that though. Cause I, I've told you this, that I always buy into all your ideas. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a fantastic so, idea. Like it, they 20. are. They are. <laughs> they always are. They're they're brilliant. Every
0: visionary I've ever met is brilliant, right? They're genius in what they do. They yeah. really are. And there's a space in the world that's created just for them. Or we wouldn't have anything created, <laughs> right? But or we wouldn't have any ideas to of stuff to create. But yeah. there's gotta be somebody behind them because as the integrator It's not maybe that you establish the culture. I believe the visionary establishes a culture, but you do maintain the culture, right? And control the culture. So you have to keep everybody rolling in the same direction on things. So making sure that you do stand up and it's not like their ideas are forgotten. My visionary and I have this thing called a rash list and it's anything and everything that he's ever had an idea around. He throws on the the
2: parking lot.
0: Oh, yeah. I was made aware of that fact was something else we were working on. It's like random cars parked. You're always car related, but (laughs) random cars parked everywhere. I'm like, I don't have space for this crap. Like we're going to put it on the rash list. It's something that is out of his head. So he knows it's not lost. But it also gives him a little bit of time to gain a different perspective on, okay. And it gives me time to make sure I can formulate the right questions on, okay, what part of the vision does this fit into? Is it going to get us ultimately to the goal that you said you wanted to go to? Because we can change the vision. That's not a problem, but you're going to have to sell me on why we need to based on what you told me you wanted, right? And based on what you told me you wanted in your life vision, because they have to mirror each other. They have to match. I have to be able to control both to give you the best life possible and a vision a business that supports the best life possible for you. So
2: I think that, and that's a really good segue into the whole vision thing, because Heather and I talk about this quite a bit on the show is people need a vision for their life and people need a vision for their business. And even people need a vision for if they don't have a business, but they have a a career a vision for your career. Right. And it's so important. We spend so much time talking about it. We've we've even had quarterly meetings where we talk about it for everybody. Yeah. like Get your vision done. Know what your vision is. How can you know what position you might want to advance to if you if you don't have your vision done? Right. And um, it's really, really important a very solidified vision allows i think and heather you, you say you don't do a good job of it but you do you're just tactful <laughs> about your dissent
1: i'm a little more brash <laughs> i'm just trying to think of if a time i've ever said that that's bad, that we shouldn't do that but i'm like i'm sure i have
2: yeah you don't you don't say that that's the tactful part of it somehow it, we as we talk it gets massaged into it being my idea to put it in the parking lot <laughs> it's the same difference heather it's just uh, you know candace would have just said that's really stupid ron
0: no that's not true i'm feeling that's great but with what the team's working on right now are mm-hmm. we going to stop something we're already doing or like and replace it with this or does it run alongside and this is what it's going to do to the team
2: and how many people did we need to hire to do that Ron? because the current team's maxed out right. <laughs> right. like perfect example heather when we were when we started going down this road, we had the software that kind of Mm. grew legs, started to walk and then started to run. And it was actually really, it was really challenging to have one singular vision because we had basically had grown into two businesses. It was a very difficult, it's like we were running along the fence top and Mm -hmm. trying not to fall off. That was really difficult. And I remember distinctly several times when we had meetings where you were like, yeah, but we can't program that right now because this other thing is a priority. That's true. (laughs) And I'm I'm the person I'm just like, why can't we program all of it? Get those people to develop whatever. And she's like, yeah, they're, they can't do that much stuff at the same time. It doesn't work (laughs) that way tactfully, but I have it in my brain, how easy something should be. And then Heather usually like, brings me down off of it by helping Mm. me understand just how complicated it is with all the software that we have. Okay, well, then I guess we put that on the we have an even bigger parking lot list on the the software software. Yeah. But splitting off into those two visions, and then I have an overarching vision, I have these two different things. That's a vision and then having Heather with her brain like split like (laughs) You know, picture it. You know, like the Joker or the one who's the oh, guy that has like, like
1: ha- something face. Two fake. face. Two face. Yes.
2: Two face. It's like Heather is is two face, and she's got she twists this way when we're talking about one, <laughs> and this way when we're talking about the other. That's really challenging when an idea turns into something like that, because literally we're running a whole other company over here. Yeah. And yeah. Anyway, so be careful, I guess, visionaries, because you can. There was how many months there, Heather, where. I mean, she, I don't know that she turned off work. Like it was just on yeah, 24 seven because there was so much. I try to be cognizant of that because Heather doesn't have an off switch anyway. <laughs> I good really integrators, don't. Good integrators don't have an off switch. They just, they, they like to get crap done. That's
0: yeah. right. Naturally. But if you keep piling
2: crap on top at some point, like the battery runs out, you can't keep going at that pace. So just be careful, I guess, as visionaries that you understand the workload That's going on because even though I understood it, there wasn't a whole lot I could do about it. I mean, there's part of that stuff I just can't do. I'm not good at it. So we had to just prioritize stuff as best we could. And I think...
0: But without being able to have the ultimate goal of both of the visions in mind, she wouldn't have been able to manage both of them simultaneously, right? So getting back to having the clarity of the vision... That you need. And sometimes visionaries aren't good at being able to extract that from themselves. And it's not just visionaries, it's anybody. Because there's stuff going on in people's lives where they're gonna put filters on their dreams. And at times, if recently I worked with a visionary who doesn't like his business anymore, when we got on the phone, he wanted to burn it down. But it's because he has been running in it so long and been in the trenches of it so long that none of it's fun to him anymore. So Mm -hmm. being able to put him back into a mindset on our call. And when I do vision extractions, it's a four hour time block. Sometimes we don't need the four hours, but ultimately most of the time we do. Because the first hour is me trying to get somebody into the mindset of being able to dream again. There's so many restrictions on or responsibilities around what they have to do, not just for themselves, but they feel responsible for the people on their team providing for them, you know, their families. So they're tied to these constraints, financial constraints, time constraints, responsibility constraints, like and they mm-hmm. can't rise above all of that to be able to dream. So the first like hour that I work with somebody is ultimately being able to ask them questions and try to get them back into a dream mindset where they're not trying to engineer everything through what they currently have available right? Like, what did you want to be when you grow up? Like that was, that's a question that I asked visionaries when we we're working on vision. And if that's ultimately what you want to do, why did you like that? Like, what was it about it? And most of the time, what they built is what they really wanted to build because it served a purpose and it was a passion for them. It served a bigger purpose right. of helping humanity or helping their community or whatever. And it was a passion that they had. So they've just built it in a way that doesn't allow them to live the life that they thought it would give them. There it right? is.
2: And how the hell do you know that unless you have a personal vision? That's right. Yep.
0: So... Being able to uh, work with visionaries and get them to the dream and see those light bulbs kind of come on again and see them start to dream about what's really possible without filters is an amazing thing. It's probably one of my favorite things to do right now, working with visionary integrator teams, having the integrator boardroom, logistically working on problems that they have and stuff like that, like actually solving stuff is a really big passion of mine. But second to that would have to be the visions, doing the vision extractions.
1: Hmm. That's really cool. Because I bet, I bet that's so rewarding, because so many times, like you said, what are what we're wanting to accomplish, we're impeding, like accomplishing that in the way that we live life. Like, it's so fascinating.
0: Yeah. And a lot of times, like, there's not an off switch for integrators, right? We're naturally curious. We naturally want to fix things, figure things out, find stuff, break it, make it better. All of the stuff that goes along with that. There's not an off switch for visionaries either. And ultimately there's really not a separation of church and state. (laughs) Like it's, it's life and business business is life. Like that is what happens. So having, the integrator having the knowledge of what somebody wants in their life and being able to balance the business to make sure that those things are met first, their human needs are met from their personal life and not from their business life is something that is really impactful that I love working on with people. That's so
2: cool. Yeah. Yep. That's very cool. And you know what? I'll just, I'll say this because I run a leadership boardroom group as well. And I, I try to help people with their visions. That is a really special skill because i 'm nowhere near as good at it as, as you are candace
0: i don 't know about that I, I think you hold your own
2: yeah but I'm, but i 'm not i 'm admitting <laughs> you should just take that candace i right. 'm not as good at it as you are, and as Sean is, uh, and you know I remember the first time I did that with Sean, and I got done. I had just been talking for i don 't even know how long a couple hours whatever he 'd just been asking me questions. And I remember distinctly, I got done. He goes, you want me to read you your vision? And I'm like, what? He goes, oh, yeah, I wrote it down (laughs) while we were talking. And I said, well, yeah, man. So he starts reading this back to me. I'll never forget it. I think he was maybe three lines, four lines in. And I got super emotional. I started to tear up because it really, he had captured everything I said in a way that spoke to me because, well, they were my words, so they should. But man, that was it was a really overwhelming experience. And so to Heather's point, it's got to be really rewarding that in, you know, somewhere between two and four hours, you can have that kind of an impact on, a, on another person. It is a special skill to be able to do that. So the fact that you get to do that and help a whole bunch of people. With their visions is really cool number one because i've i've personally experienced that yeah but that you're so good at it next level cool (laughs) anybody who's interested in that especially well everybody i'm not going to say especially um, visionaries but everybody needs a personal vision and then if you have a business you need a business vision right period hard stop and you really should have those before you build any more Or you're going to be in the same boat as this other person wanting to like light a match and run (laughs) from your business, which.
0: It's common. It's so
2: common. Yeah. It's so common. And it's so unnecessary because you can, if you're just purposeful about how you're building the business, you can build it the way that it supports your personal vision. And they don't have to, they don't have to be at odds with each other. That's right. So how do people reach out and get a hold of, of you, Candace, if they want to schedule? We got to come up with a different word than extraction. I know. It sounds it's so not, brutal.
0: I know. I know. It, it does. But there's really, like, I don't, there's not anything in, I haven't like,
2: come up with a better word. I'm just no, saying that it sounds it, it, a little like your.
0: Which it is very personal. It is very personal. But it's not like, yeah. It's, yeah.
2: It's not like I, a medical I, procedure.
0: No, it's not anything that needs medieval, a reveal afterward. Reveal.
2: like you a medieval torture thing. It's not no. like that either.
0: No, mm. and no, and we don't go into it needing to be sedated or anything. Sometimes <laughs> afterward we both need to drink, <laughs> but that's, you know, that's beside the point. Yeah. Vision extractors for me. I mean, getting in touch with me is pretty easy. I'll give myself 704-506-4892 text me, call me, whatever. I'll be glad to talk with you on how the process works for getting a vision. How about just doing some vision work? Let's just call it that, right? Doing some vision work. Part of that is the vision extraction, but doing some vision work (laughs) together. (laughs) Cell is 704-506-4892. Or email is Candace, which is spelled a little bit weird. That's a little different, but it's K-A-N-D-A-S at leadershipboardroom.com.
2: Yes. Okay, you're
1: always autocorrecting to Kansas, so that way people no. can remember. How yeah, to
2: yeah, watch watch your iPhone, people. You'll be sending it to Kansas.
0: One day I'll be powerful enough, like Google will know me well enough that it won't autocorrect my name. Like it'll it'll auto-correct oh.
2: Kansas to Candace.
0: There you go. There you awesome. go.
2: That, that's a good goal. I like that one.
0: I like one that day. one. <clears throat> well, one day, Google Candace. Thank you so day. much
2: for joining us and imparting so much wisdom with our listeners. I hope that was really helpful to everybody out there. And too. I really so do welcome. hope you guys reach out if you don't have, or if you've been curious about what the hell is Ron talking about all the time with this vision thing, <laughs> reach out. Candace is really good at it. Really good, thank you. man. It's a game changer. I can tell you that. it is. So, thank you so much for joining us. And as always, everybody until next time, get out there and make something happen. This has been the get real podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.